Hello all, uh, welcome to another episode of uh, Direct Shift Stories. Uh, I don't know if you had uh, missed me, but I seriously miss you all. And if you're watching this live on LinkedIn, um, leave your comments uh, because today's guest is an exclusive person who is dedicated to helping others succeed, not only in their exams, in their personal lives. Somebody, uh, if, if anybody out there is in grief, this particular guest makes sure that they're not in grief anymore. She has got her own business, uh, which revolves like the sun, or probably like the way the planets keep moving. Um, so there's, she had her own business built around grief. So in case if you are watching this live, let, let me know in the comments if you're watching this live, where you're watching from. Um, I would love to listen to you, probably would like to make it more engaging. So today's guest will be somebody who is a licensed master social worker, who is an author, who is a speaker, who is a native of Gadsden, Alabama. Uh, so please welcome Sinika. Hi, Sinika. Hi, Raj. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here today. I'm super excited. I'm a little nervous <laughs> because, uh, again, it's, it's it's a privilege to have somebody from the social work field. Happy Social Work Month. Thank you. Uh, and happy social, uh, happy Women's uh, Month as well. Happy, uh, probably we have International Women's Day coming up. I wish I was woman at times, but <laughs> <laughs> wish you, wish you, uh, advance wishes for uh, upcoming International Women's Day. But thank you for accepting our invitation to be here, Sinika. Thank you. Again. So <laughs> before before we begin, um, as this is your first live, as you mentioned, we have so many things to be proud of. Um, this is my f uh, second LinkedIn live on my personal profile. And uh, we've done thousands of lives on Facebook or YouTube. Uh, this is also being streamed onto our uh, DirectShift's my personal profile LinkedIn and also DirectShift's LinkedIn profile. So if anybody is watching out there, please leave your comments. Let me know in your in the comment section as to uh, any kind of questions or where you're watching this from. Sinika, so uh, without any further ado, please uh, introduce yourself uh, to our audience. Yes, again, thank you for having me. Uh, it looks like uh, one of my cousins is actually watching today. Um, I am a licensed social worker from Gaston, Alabama. Um, I've been a, a social worker for over 13 years now. Um, I currently work full time at the University of Pittsburgh. And as you mentioned, I have my own business on the side. Um, I'm an author as well as um, an entrepreneur. And I started my own business called Grief Teas and Things in uh, 2019 to connect um, those who are grieving with other people who are, you know, sharing similar stories. Awesome. So um, many people, they start the business uh, thinking about um, generating some kind of revenue apart from uh, uh, helping the community. Thank you, um, Jordan Madden, all the way joining in. Thank you so much for watching this live. Um, so now that we know who is our live viewer, <laughs> one of your cousins, so 
we'll see if if he has got any qva or probably if he has got any questions for us but on top of that let me see if i can um, highlight the uh, grief tea sign thing so when 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 did this begin when in which year did this um, grief tea sign thing started yes so i started it in november of 2019 and um, pretty much the business is right now it's basically designed with t-shirts um, and each t-shirt has a different uh, topic of grief, whether it be infertility, um, miscarriages, you know, uh, lupus, there's other um, health issues that are, um, that are featured on my shirts. And it's just a way to connect other people who may be going through similar struggles and also a way for people to start a conversation. So, for example, um, I have suffered from uh, one of the topics on on the, on the website, and it's a way for me to to connect with other people who are who are also going through the same struggle. And the goal is, as it says, for no one to suffer um, in alone or in silence. Yeah, that's right. So definitely, nobody should suffer in silence. And uh, one of the core elements of being social is to be happy with others so uh, and the fact which i've noticed is over social media people are not social because we either try and compare ourselves the kind of journey which we uh, go through in life um, on personal and professional level we always keep comparing ourselves and we all we are always in that grief state mm -hmm. and um, so do you have any tips apart from i wish i had one of the one grief tea things like <laughs> i was i was wondering like as i was going through your bio i was like um couple of people might say video sucks or probably um, people who are scared of going live they might say live sucks mm -hmm. or probably podcast sucks or webinar sucks many people uh, who loves reading or uh, lots of blog articles or who are more of um a person who would uh, go through newspapers, they didn't want to watch this um, Generation uh, Z or probably people going live, too many lives. People are, th there is this stigma around too many webinars due to post pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, so what do you suggest of everybody getting notified with all the webinars which are going uh, in mental health space because it's it's bombarded with the kind of uh, webinars and uh, videos or probably the live shows which are there for people out there who are uh, living in their four walls or probably who are in quarantine home quarantine who are working from home what would be your advice because flashing the t-shirt will not change the thought flow but it will definitely take them to another level but what do you suggest for people who are struggling uh, in home quarantine? So I would suggest definitely connecting with other people, uh, whether it be through a virtual support group or in person, if, if your city um, is offering um, in-person support groups, but also um, journaling, um, you know, finding time for yourself uh, to practice self-care. Um, and that's going to be different based on the individual. You know, everybody's plan or uh, what may work for one person may not work for someone else. So uh, just determining, you know, as you said, what's going to meet that individual's unique needs 
and um, being intentional about it, about it, you know what plan they put in place. Awesome. I love the fact that you mentioned uh, journaling and self-care because um, the same uh, recipe will not work for everybody. In fact, uh, the same medicine will not help everybody. That's right. uh, we are all we're all unique in our own space. So let's let's go back to um, the reason or the purpose of this podcast, Sinika. Um, just let us know about uh, um, your journey, how you started. Uh, probably how was your schooling and why did you choose um, social work? Yes. So um, initially I was interested in being a teacher and um, I also was interested in psychology. And when I found out about social work and all the different, uh, all the various roles in which we um, work, um, I social work, I was just, I became drawn to it, especially with um, the role of educator. Um, so I was able to tie in that skill um, as a social worker. So um, I chose social work and I was very fortunate to receive um, an academic scholarship to four universities. And so um, I started out at one university and it did not end up being a great match for me. And so I transferred to Alabama A&M University and um, I mean, it was the best decision I could have made. I uh, was able to get my master's degree in one year and um, I chose a paid uh, internship and I was able to, uh, I was offered a job right away after graduation um, in lieu of that, uh, in lieu of that scholarship. So um, I started out in child welfare. I worked in child welfare for about six and a half years and the last seven have been, um, well, I'm sorry, I, I was in medical social work for about five years and then now I work in higher education. Awesome. So um, going through, it, it was it was a roller coaster ride. It could be uh, with whatever you have uh, started, you know, like the kind of businesses which you started also, guess it's from the personal experience, right? Absolutely, uh, that's right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pankaj Devanji, for watching this live. Thank you so much for your appreciation. In, in fact, uh, it's a great work by everybody out there who is fighting. Everybody is a warrior out there, like the way your T-shirt, the kind of grief and tea sign thing shows. Everybody is a warrior out there. Uh, many people, we strongly suggest, not only the social workers, therapists, counselors, um, even uh, one of the guests who was on our podcast also, we keep saying the same thing. Uh, apart from publishing content, apart from publishing your live, uh, like the recorded videos, go live, apply for LinkedIn Live or go live probably when you interact with another person out there. Mm -hmm. When you pick up your phone and call the other person, they feel more relieved. Uh, there's a there's kind of a transformational change. Um when you speak to person live, as in be it a phone call or be it um, uh, or these podcasts or interviews, but there's some kind of a connection because people get connected uh, on the spot. They can get the things clarified on the spot. So if somebody out there had to ask you um, one thing which you had known before you started your career, what would that one thing be, Sinika? Now, are you saying one thing I wish I had known? Or yes, one thing. Yeah, one thing wish you. Yeah, 
in case if you had to choose um any other career apart from social work what is that one thing you wish you had known before you started this as a profession you know i i would say definitely um self management and and what i mean by that is i wish i had known beforehand how to develop a self care plan for my own wellness you know because in social work we deal with other people's you know challenges and and issues and so um the 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 more calm my life could be in the process the easier and and the more energy i have to put into my work and so um and when i say self management i don't just mean self care i also i would like to include even um budgeting and personal finance i think those are two biggest areas that people struggle with not just in social work but just um as an employee in general especially a new worker i think um you know coming out of college there's a lot of things to contend with and so i think had i known um had i had i put more into those things initially um i think i would have been set up more for success yeah self management in fact uh, you would agree to this as well uh, we learned management from our mother uh, probably every mom out there is one of the toughest managers mm-hmm. probably uh, toughest are the best managers <laughs> i would say so it's like we all know our moms are best managers they come uh, with the best management principles uh, not the management principles which we learn uh, from harvard or from boston or any other university out there because uh, again a couple of other guests whom we spoke to dr christout from harvard medical school or george anderson from harvard medical school all these other guests um there are things which you learn probably in your 70s or 80s uh, when you're part of the curriculum the theory based so what what made you uh, choose this social work as a profession this is again a tricky one i understand that uh, self management or probably that is why did you choose so- social work like was there anybody who impacted you from your family or is it your friends or is it the pay or uh, is it the flexibility why did you choose to uh, go with this particular profession well um, i did social work because i enjoyed helping people and you know when i look back over my life um as you said someone from my family um i when i look back over my life my aunt mom was pretty much like um our first example of uh what's formally called kinship care um after my parents passed after my mom passed i'm sorry she took my brother and i in and raised us and so um that really was like my first glimpse in a way um even though my aunt mom was not a social worker um she really navigated a lot of systems for us um including taking care of us our mom um and so i would say that she definitely was one of the persons that had a big impact on my life and um i just always enjoyed helping people um my aunt mom took us to church and you know we were very involved there as well with a lot of different ministries and so um we've just always been you know involved and connected with helping other people so uh it just and i'm the only social worker in my family <laughs> that's good when you said ministries and like um uh, on sundays probably on the service in case on sundays normally in india also uh not part of uh, the official podcast but we go to service we sing songs 
um, again, in, in um, be it, uh, kind of a service to others. So uh, let's dive into the book which you write, uh, which you had written, how I pass the social work license, uh, license your exam and how, can, uh, how you can do as well. So uh, now, again, there are, um, there are many titles which you can pick from. Why this particular title? I know probably you might have, uh, I did go through the, the uh, forward and uh, like the way you had uh, written as an author on Amazon, I'll flash that here. But why, why this particular title? Why not something else like social work licensure exam made easy? Why not um, pass your exam in less than one attempt or less than two attempts or five attempts? Why this particular title? Right. It's funny that you mentioned it because I pondered over the title, um, you know, over several different other titles. And I came I chose this one because I wanted to tell my story. Um, a friend of mine, he says something very interesting. And he says that my book is very person and person and environment centered. And so basically it's not like, um, you know, it's not a study guide. I make it very clear. It's not a study guide, but it's me telling my story of how I struggled so hard to pass this exam. I was so close several times to passing and, um, you know, I finally, finally conquered it. And I just wanted to encourage people. And that's where the how you can too comes in, because I wanted to encourage people to not give up. I, um, I had so many colleagues who, you know, after one to a few times of taking the exam, they just gave up. They were like, you know, well, maybe I'm not supposed to be a social worker, you know, and truth be told, after um, the time before before last of me passing, I almost gave up as well. You know, I almost pondered, okay, well, maybe, maybe, you know, social work is not what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, maybe God's trying to tell me something here. But, um, you know, I, I persevered, I endured, I, I anchored down and I, I figured out that because I failed, I not only had to learn test strategy, but I also had to learn a mental strategy. I had to repair the damage that was done from failing and feeling as if I would fail when I went into the exam room. Oh, OK. That's awesome. So if, if anybody out there, probably if uh, I should ask now the next question, which like uh, which is like uh, Karen uh, Zgoda, uh, one of your editors of this book. I don't know how many sleep sleepless nights you both had <laughs> <laughs> with respect to uh, making sure this book is perfect for anybody out there who is preparing for the uh, exams. In fact, there are lots of practice um, uh, sessions out there. Mm -hmm. So did you ever think of um, creating a club uh, for uh, the people who are uh, preparing for these exams? I, I know for the fact that uh, you're a queen of giveaways. Uh, like I know you had multiple giveaways of uh, the exam fee for anybody out there who is struggling or who is stepping back um, due to the current mental health space. Mm -hmm. uh, but what made you start the giveaway season as in? Uh, helping others succeed through their exam fee? So I decided, so the thing of it is, is with the book, not only was I encouraging people there, but also because of my story, people were reaching out to me. And so I was spending a lot of time, um, you know, of my personal time 
coaching people, mentoring people, encouraging them, you know, to pass and telling them what I've done. And so oftentimes a lot of the issues to people taking the exam, uh, for myself included, was not having the money sometimes um, to take it. Um, the last time I took the exam, it was $305. And um, that doesn't include any you know, workbooks I purchased or workshops I, you know, uh, paid for to attend. And so I spent a lot of money, you know, trying to figure out the best way to pass. And that's the same issue that others have. And so I decided to take it a step further from, you know, the book and from coaching and mentoring people and also uh, just decided to start giving people money to help them to register for the exam. Awesome. So uh, does this also experience come from uh, like the kind of hobbies which you have built, probably be it uh, bowling or I don't know what could be your thoughts when you're preparing or probably helping somebody for uh, prepare, like getting their exam done. Uh, I also see uh, from your bio that you enjoy traveling in your spare time mm -hmm. or probably uh, enjoy bowling. Uh, that's, that's, that's part of the... Um, uh, many people out there, many people, they uh, spend 15 to 18 hours getting busy with whatever they already have at hand. I know there's another book which is also coming up, right? Apart from the book which you had published. Um, so this other book which you are writing about, Get Out of Your Rut and create the life you want is it for only for social workers or somebody who is preparing for uh, the exam or is it for uh, all the audience it is going to be for all the audience um you know anyone who is just unsatisfied with where they are in their life um, anyone who feels as if they've fallen into a rut and just you know, desires a change in their life. It's going to provide tips and suggestions on how to create more of what they want. And, um, you know, I want to go back to, to something you said earlier. You asked me if I had uh, thought about ever starting some sort of, you know, my own workshops or things like that. And I just want to yeah. say, I don't feel that, um, that is my calling. I don't feel as if that's my my skill set or strength, at least not at this time. Um, there are a host of different people who are, you know, holding workshops and seminars. And I feel that, um, you know, at this time, people should, um, you know, take advantage of what's out there. My book, again, is just, you know, sharing my story and just encouraging people um, to keep trying to not give up. Um, if I had gave up, I would not be doing what I'm doing now in terms of or any or, or a lot of the work that I've been able to do. And so, um, you know, this next book, it, it really ties into um, if, if I if I could say, Raj, during my attempt of trying to pass the exam uh, in the, my book, I left out a lot of psychosocial things. I left out a lot of things that I went through in my own personal life while trying to pass. And so my goal was for that book, the initial book to just be about passing and staying motivated and all those other things, you know, life things that happen. I will put some of those things um, in some of my later books, just kind of, you know, and I'm sure a lot of those things people can relate to as well. So. So does this also include psychosocial things for uh, like 
like the way you publish a children's book on grief or loss, like the grief and loss, which you have for children's or is it going to be a different publication? So it's going to be self-help in general, um, but I will, throughout the book, I will talk about some of the things that I, I've been through, which are some of the things that other people have been affected by as well, you know, such as grief and loss, um, adjustment, you know, um, maybe we could even throw some pandemic, you know, COVID things in there. I don't know some of the things I've learned. Um, but yeah, it's going to be for a general audience. You know, anybody will be able to to pick it up. And I, and I want to say this too, Raj. So even though my first book is, uh, you know, toward, it's directed towards social workers, my hope is that anyone will be able to pick up that book. You know, maybe someone's trying to pass their CNA exam. Maybe someone's trying to pass their bar exam, you know, and and maybe they can get inspired from um, knowing that, hey, maybe I don't give up. You know, maybe I keep pressing on and keep trying to pass my my state board exam or my, you know, my certification exam. So that is my hope for my book. I hope that, um, you know, like I said, people who are not just social workers will be able to gain encouragement. Awesome. So, with respect to uh, the kind of um, uh, the kind of um, the way you put it across, like the way you said about children now due to the post-pandemic parenting. In fact, with my own children, I know they're all on the devices all the time. I wouldn't say that's grief or loss, but we know um, it's kind of an addiction to spending. Um, couple of hours, not only a couple of hours, it's more than five to six hours on the devices, on the digital devices. Every parent out there could be going through lots of grief um, due to which they divert their attention uh, to something else, which is over social media. Probably they try and get in touch with Dr. Internet or Dr. Google. We all know that Dr. Google is not going to give away all the answers or Doctor Internet is not the right solution. Uh, but again, uh, for uh, people out there, they need to know what kind of failures you had been through because uh, definitely you wouldn't be able to put in this kind of work unless you had experienced it. That's what I believe. So what's your biggest failure, Ryan? What did you learn from it? So one thing that I would say was, um, well, first of all, let me say I've had many failures, <laughs> but yeah. I would say that one of my biggest failures was during those trialing years of trying to pass the um, exam for a certain period of time, um, I joined the pessimistic club. And what I mean by that is, you know, there would be a group of coworkers and we're all just venting and talking about, you know, all of the um, barriers and the negative things that were present, oh you know, to keep. Are you sure that there are clubs like that too? <laughs> <laughs> they're undefined, but they're there. And, uh, you know, I can say that I have truly learned um, that you can get a lot more accomplished in life with hope and optimism. And so it took me a while to get to this place. Um, and, and, you know, I want to go back to something uh, you said, you stated earlier as well. You, um, I think you said what inspired me to give. And so a few years ago, I started listening to um, a man that you're probably familiar with named Dave Ramsey. 
And he yeah. started, and his, one of his models is living and giving. And so, yeah. you know, in listening to him, I really learned like the importance of not just living for ourselves, but, you know, learning how to give, you know, to others. And even prior to listening to him, um, I went through a phase in my life of, of grief and loss. And uh, what I realized is when I took the attention off of myself and I put it onto other people and onto helping other people, it lifted me. I felt better. And so I would say that that was also one of my motivating factors for giving um, is to live and to start living and giving. That was my motive. Awesome. So uh, definitely uh, for people out there, I don't know what makes them, what empowers them to start something like that. Normally I uh, attend these virtual meetings, which is part of Toastmasters Club or probably something which is under Lions Club or somebody who would uh, uh, start their own fundraising activities for charity. Uh, I've seen something like that, but okay, good to know that uh, there are people out there who is also running their own pessimistic clubs. Uh, probably that's part of uh, healing, I guess. That's, a, that's also kind of therapy. When you vent it out, uh, I guess you heal uh, internally. That's what... Um, um, few uh, licensed therapists also speaks about uh, that's that's an awesome sharing in fact um, being vulnerable uh, on live it's again um, it's not easy but thank you for sharing that um, yeah. Sinica and what advice would you give it to somebody uh, like do if anybody out there who is wants to have similar success like yours you suggest the same kind of failures or what advice would you give to somebody out there who want to pursue a career like yours? So I would say, number one, I would say you definitely need to pass your social work licensure exam. Um, it is going to give you so many opportunities uh, beyond just having a master's or a bachelor's degree. Uh, but the second thing is to network, 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 because a lot of the opportunities um, that I've been um, given or blessed with um, has come through networking and, you know, connecting with other people, figuring out how I can help them or vice versa. Yeah. And uh, when it comes to networking, uh, people have different misconceptions. They are like, oh, this person is networking with me, trying to sell something. And that's what I've noticed. And we've been doing webinars for over, um, I would say more than eight years, but um, in the last one year, there's no need for asking people, requesting people to join us on the live webinar. That's what I've noticed because everybody's out there. Um, we know how Zoom had bombarded. Um, so now networking is more of happy, uh, happy thing. Earlier, it was like more of like, hey, now that you connected with me, please don't sell me anything mm -hmm. was the kind of misconception which people had. But people are happy to network because we know everybody had seen a tremendous change, the transformation which is there out there. And uh, definitely many authors who are out there who are also coming up with their own books, everybody is working hard mm -hmm. uh, behind the scenes to deliver some amazing content out there to give value to the readers or to the listeners. So how would you share your social work experience? Like, uh, are you going to put in uh, real life experience from the clients like 
any kind of biopic out there are you would you be are you talking about in my book or yes in in your book not on the linkedin articles or not in the social media post but um, normally uh, these giveaways which you had probably i guess you had three giveaways which had been finished couple of hundreds of dollars out there mm -hmm. but out there do you also put in the personal experiences of the people or do you share their uh, experiences in the book no i don't share any um any client experiences or any other um any other uh, social workers experiences except for the fact that i know that some people have given up and and some people have been so fearful that they haven't even taken their exam you know they hear people's stories of failing and it paralyzes them um and also again the money you know is a barrier and so uh but no to answer your question I, I don't share any uh, client stories in, in my book. Okay, and uh, the kind of, um, because uh, there will be mixed reactions. In fact, I've seen people uh, react in different ways. Normally when anybody out there on live also gives away as a cashback offer, or probably if they give Amazon gift cards, I've seen people with mixed reactions. Mm -hmm. um, so how, how do you, um shift this transition like if everybody is out there is curious as to what we are doing live or if everybody is curious as to what we are uh saying on our videos or probably the kind of content which we are publishing uh is it only the individual members whom we are trying to help or is it also impacting the families who are uh trying to appear for this exam how is it going to make bigger impact uh like can you share your vision as to why we are making other people appear for the social work licensure exam? I hope I'm, I, I don't know if I'm understanding your question uh, correctly. Can yeah. You? Like what would be the main purpose behind uh, going away or giving away this or supporting somebody out there to clear their uh, licensure exam? Okay, I like, the the fee, the fee. Yeah. So, you know, on a personal note, for me, um, my family, uh, my brother and my aunt mom gave me money twice, um, well, twice each, um, to take the exam. And I know some people they have family that has helped them as well, but some people do not have that. And I think, you know, when my family gave me money, that meant that they believed in me. They believed that I could do it. There was somebody that was standing behind me. There was somebody that there was somebody that was rooting for me. And I feel as if giving away money to help people, number one, it not only removes the financial barrier, um, but it also is a way of supporting someone, letting them know that, you know, I'm here for you. Um, because some people, they literally just do not have the money, you know, especially some people who may be, you know, a single mom or um you know even with even just someone without the license their their pay is usually a lot lower than you know someone who's licensed so um it's okay. just a way of supporting them absolutely now now i understand the living and giving philosophy which you mentioned yes. like they, they, dave ramsey so uh, many people who struggle i guess they may not have uh, probably like a family member to support them 
now now i get it now i connect the dots as you mentioned uh, it was probably your mom or probably your brother who had supported you so uh, could you please share some great resources that also helped you uh, definitely i would put your book as number one uh, are there any other resources out there for um, like if somebody had to start their own practice club do you do you run a practice club of your 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 own no no i do not run my own practice club um i have had people suggest that i develop one or start my own but no i do not have my own um development club i recommend uh you know well let me say this what was helpful for me was socialworkexam.com um Dr. Linting Hutchinson's social work material uh, was very helpful to me. It was in plain English so that I could understand it. Um, I looked at several people's material before then, uh, but that was the most helpful for me. And then also using the social work dictionary. Uh, I actually have a, I have it right here because I'm preparing for the LC. <laughs> wow. So the social work. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me, let me highlight that. Okay. The social work dictionary. Wow. This is good. Yes. A lot of people don't know about that. I'm really surprised by that because uh, my university was really um, influential. Yeah. Where, where do we get the social work diction dictionary? I think you can get it, you know, from amazon.com. I'm pretty sure there may be other resources out there as well. Okay. Social work dictionary i mean uh, does this okay there is oh uh, okay okay yeah yeah there's there's, there's one on uh, national association of social workers yeah i guess this is the sixth edition probably that could be the latest one oh, okay latest yes yeah that could be this, this is the one the latest one that's that's awesome i didn't know um, i speak to lots of other therapists counselors in fact we asked them um if they have any other great resources, I, uh, none of them shared this. Probably this could be new. Oh, this was published in 1987. Oh yeah, originally. It's not new. Yeah, it's been around for a while. And then also, you know, I would say YouTube. You know, for a host of different um, resources, whether it be you know listening to a motivational video. Um, I know that there are some social work licensure prep. Um, you know, speakers on there. There's people that have questions on there. I don't know their names right off, but um, I mean, you know, from time management to um, self-care routines, I mean, there's a ton of resources on, on uh, YouTube. Exercise, you know, courses, meditations. I mean, you name it, it's there for you on YouTube. <laughs> awesome. I mean, uh, there, there's an ocean full of content on YouTube. In fact, uh, in today's age, we are living in the age of distraction. There are too many notifications. We have notifications from all the social media channels, be it Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Gmail, or uh, everywhere. I mean, there are so many notifications, but uh, the focus is something which anybody out there would require. I guess that, that also highlights um, the things which are mentioned in your book. So now coming to almost uh, the end of the show, now I would ask you, what are the three people are, I'm sorry, who are the three people who have been most influential to you? So this one is an extremely hard, uh, a hard question because um, it's hard to narrow it down to three. And so, you know, for that reason, I would say uh, the people who are the most close, closest to me, 
uh, which would be, you know, my husband, my family, my friends um, all have been influential to me, you know, in various ways. Um, but if I had to list someone that's outside of my uh, family unit, I would say I would share that I listened to someone named Terry Savelle Foy. Um, she calls herself the cheerleader of dreams and she's on YouTube. I've been listening to her for several years and she talks a lot about goals, goal settings, um, vision boards and um, manifesting your goals. And so she is someone who uh, just keeps me encouraged and um, I hope to meet her someday. She has conferences every year as well. She's she's an author. She's written books. And uh, she has been through, um, her and her husband and her family, they've been through some things that my uh, family have gone through. And that was how I found out about her and really connected, you know, with listening to her. Awesome. Uh, that's good. I'll try and Google. I'll probably find that again on through YouTube. Yeah. So everybody out there, uh, the focus is again to make sure that um, you not only pass the social work licensure exam, but also be uh, a service to others. Um, again, if you're watching the replay, make sure that um, um, you probably you can leave in your comments or feedback. Uh, do you have any other um, things which you would like to share, uh, Seneca? In fact, um, time just flew. I can't believe that it's 40 minutes. I thought we were here. So, is there anything else which you would like to share or probably that will influence uh, the listeners, probably uh, anybody out there? Yes. Um, as a final note, I just want to um, impart and say to choose hope. You know, we live in a world where things right now um, are very heavy. Um, you know, it's easy to get depressed and worn down or weary, and it's easy to um, anticipate and want change, you know, but unfortunately, sometimes things take time. I know, um, you know, I've had to learn that the hard way, but um, I would just say choose hope, remain optimistic, um, always remain hopeful no matter what it looks like. And um, yeah, that's what I'd like to share. So uh, ho hopefully Thank you. <laughs> if anybody need to uh, get in touch with you uh, so they can log on to um, this particular website, uh, www.sinecacolloway.com, right? Yes, that's right. And I'm on um, Instagram at Seneca underscore C. I'm sorry, Seneca underscore Callaway. And then I'm on uh, Facebook at Seneca C. I'm on LinkedIn as well at Seneca Callaway. Okay. I'll leave that in the comments. So uh, at the rate, Seneca under, underscore uh, Callaway is, this is the Insta, right? No, no. Oh, that's Instagram. Instagram is Seneca underscore Callaway. I can put it in the chat if that would be helpful. Or the yeah, let me. Uh, yeah, for, okay, let me, okay, I, I guess I can easily navigate from your oh, website. From okay, website. There you go. Yeah, you can go, if you go back to my website down at the bottom, at the top, it should yeah. be. Uh, yeah, or else we also have the link tree, which is like, okay, this is awesome. Uh, Sinica, the link tree, Sinica uh, Callaway, let me zoom in. Yeah, this is the one. Uh, okay, so about me takes to your website. Right. Uh, book takes to the Amazon. 
Godgrief takes to um, your website, which is um, the grief, these and things. Yeah. Yeah. And the social workers, access, I guess this is what you are also talking about. Uh, now, is this like one of your published articles, Sinica, or mm -hmm. is this something which you wanted to share as part of the resource? That was oh, published on, uh, yes, I'm glad you mentioned that. It, it was published on uh, the, um, the new social worker.com. And it, I was just sharing some uh, success tips and self care tips for social workers. Uh, I, I wrote that a, a few years ago, yes. Wow. So, yeah, the self-care management, there are things which also which you mentioned in this today's podcast, which is awesome. Yes. So these are the tools uh, for uh, the listeners out there. Uh, just go to uh, the link tree of Seneca. Uh, so you'll find the link to this blog article. There are over 500 plus uh, readers, the Social Workers Success and Self-Care Toolkit is awesome. I love this toolkit because many people, though we are bombarded with too many things, mm -hmm. if you don't have the right toolkit, if you don't have the right set of tools, you don't know uh, what you're working or what we are aiming for. Okay, this is awesome. These great resources. Thank you so much, Raj. And, and also humor is one of the tools, uh, definitely. Mm -hmm. uh, without humor, uh, it's tough to uh, win a battle with a spouse. I know how hard it would be to win a battle. Again, the goal is not to win a battle with my wife or probably with the kids, but this humor is an ultimate tool out there for anybody out there who is working on their self-care or anybody who's working um, on their mental health. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sinika. Um, again, we can go on probably for another 15 minutes also, but uh, in the um, in the limited amount of time with whatever we have, we try to give or raise awareness on this particular mental health space again with whatever you shared. Uh, thank you so much for being here. I know many people out there, um, everybody's going around in circles, probably um, going through their uh, daily routine or the chores. Um, but out there, if, if anybody needs to get in touch with you, we will also pass it on to our set of listeners, the clinicians. So do you have any more last minute things which you would like to share with our audience, Inika? No, not at all. I yeah. just thank you so much for this opportunity. I believe we shared we shared quite a bit today. <laughs> but yeah. again, thank you and direct, thank direct, uh, direct Shifts for having me. I really appreciate it. Do we have any surprise giveaway? I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, I'm glad that uh, we do not have any live listeners, but definitely there will be uh, somebody who might watch replay or we will also send this podcast to our uh, listeners, probably bites of this through our social media content. Uh, again, the goal, ultimate goal is to create uh, small pieces of this social media content from the live, from the recording. I'll share the recordings with you. Okay. and put it across to um, our audience in a newsletter format. Again, you can catch the replay on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts with the same title, um, okay. uh, which is with Sidinka uh, Callway. So for all the listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning in for this particular uh, episode uh, with Sinica Callaway. So thank you so much, Sinica, for being here. Uh, this is your host, uh, Raj, and I'll see you uh, with another episode of Directive Stories uh, very soon. Thank you so much. 
and um, stay tuned until then. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Sinika. Thank you.